If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Grab your popcorn and sit back. <laughs> Jump the gun. Oh, no, give me more than that. Okay, go this way. That was dumb. We are. Happy hump day and happy June the 1st to everyone in the sports universe. It is June the 1st, 2022. This is the AM Drive on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are live. For thumbs up, Simi Action, I am Michael Carvello saying what's up, Simi? Good morning, Michael. I'm excited. I just got breaking news that John Madden will be on the cover of 2023 Madden for the first time since 2000. Awesome. Okay. Good way to good way to celebrate that uh, franchise. You know what's funny about that is I know he 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 passed away this past October or whatever, but I was talking with some buddies of mine saying who would be the the good person to have. I was like Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, who's never been on it. But I, I like the John Madden move. That that's a clutch move. Me too. Me too. Just announced. Really happy to hear it. Good job. Good job about about EA Sports on making that right. <laughs> uh, Sammy, who um has the best morning show? We do. Who else breaks mad news in the beginning? <laughs> Amen. These guys, that's right. Well, in order to get an awesome hoodie like this, a mug like this, and more, you got to go to amtribe.online. It's the best merchandise at the lowest price. Trust me, you're going to love it. I know I do. Go to amtribe.online. Best morning show ever merchandise. You won't want to miss it. Hey, Sammy, um, Avalanche won a Doozy of a game one. The so Bulls boring eight, that game. Oh, yeah, for sure. The score <laughs> was eight to six. Even when you thought the Avalanche would pull away, the Oilers just kind of chipping away, chipping away, made it very compelling late until finally an empty netter made, made the one and a half betters probably crap their pants. But um, no, a good game overall. Um, both teams were skating all around the ice just faster than I can remember a hockey game being played. Very entertaining game to watch. And the goalies, one of them got hurt, but Simi, you have other thoughts on that. Yeah, I think uh, I think Darcy Kemper not only got hurt, but I think his ego got a little bit hurt. He was having a bad game to begin with. Uh, I do think he's probably injured, and, and that's why they took him out. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he wanted to be in that game anyway. I think he was he was a little bit overmatched in some of those goals. This was an upper body injury, but how many times have you heard, heard a hockey player having an upper body injury and returning in five minutes? I mean, to be fair. True. I mean, he did take a puck to, like, the chest area, so, I mean, it's possible he broke a something puck? or something. Yeah, I mean, it is possible he got hurt in that way, but uh, it, it didn't look like he was he was in tune that game at all. But, wow, what, a, what an amazing game, right? We talked about this game yesterday being a high-scoring affair, and I'll be honest with you, I think the odds makers in Vegas are going to have some trouble here. The total in that game was seven. It was Woo! over seven in the second period. You can't really make it like nine, right? If you make it nine, everybody just bets under. And so I think mm. you're going to see some hockey totals in the eight area for the next couple of games when these two teams play. And uh, that's it's crazy to have a playoff hockey with a total of eight. Unreal. Now, do you think that this trend continues? Because that's one of the things I'm thinking of is, is this going to keep on happening, or will the defense finally step up? 
Well, we're seeing great, great, great hockey players. I do think it will keep happening. I think the games will be fairly high scoring. Not to say all of them will be fourteen goals. And I think it's a it's a difference of opinion that Colorado has in how they take over a game. When Tampa Bay gets up three nothing, they want to win the game three nothing, right? They clamp down. They they don't let anybody score. They don't let anybody breathe. When Colorado goes up three nothing, they want to win eight one. They they keep their foot on the gas, but they also still pinch in their defenders. They still give up opportunities the other way. They're they're perfectly happy to to let their skaters skate, and that just creates a lot of goal scoring opportunities for both sides. Um, I don't know that they have any interest in changing the way they play. That's just how they do it all year long. So uh, I do think with with the level of goaltending I have Mike Smith and their backup, you're going to get lots of Colorado goals, which will then in turn mean Edmonton will be pressing and giving up opportunities and also scoring more. So I do think it will be a high-scoring series. The France Soar guy or whatever who came in for Darcy Kemper was absolutely incredible, though. I mean, he, 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 he had a well good couple. Huh? Yeah. Coming off the bench, yeah, he did play very well. I mean, there were some goals. I'm like, man, how, how did he stop that one? Like, when he stretched his leg out, he was tiptoe on. He was like, man, there's no way this guy's coming off the bench. I mean, some of those goals were just absolutely beautiful. I mean, you saw the McDavid to dry sile to a Nugent Hopkins play. It was just absolutely picturesque. And, you know, the Nathan McKinnon breakaway was gorgeous. And there were a few other breakaways that didn't score where guys put on amazing moves and just either missed the shot or a guy just tipped it at the last second. Uh, there was one play at the end of the game where the puck was hanging out in the in the goalie zone for like a good two seconds with nobody touching it. I mean, just an insane amount of flying around the ice. What an incredible game. I think Aaron's um, Avalanche in five thing looks pretty good right now. Because I feel like, yeah, we might see Edmonton squeak one away. But I'm telling you what, I mean, Colorado's – Colorado, they're, they're, they're so much more physical. Like, I, I know the Oilers technically had more hits, but I say there should be a stat for impact hits. Because I feel like when Avalanche, like, swarm you – that's just another level of they're so good at swarming you and getting the puck out of here. It's incredible. I, I don't see how the hockey teams be able to do it as well as they do on defense. They do. They, their fork check is incredible. But you have to remember, Edmonton played Calgary last round, and this same scenario presented itself in game one of that game, right? Calgary got off that big lead. Edmonton, mm-hmm. Edmonton chipped away at it, got the game all the way back to tied. I, I want to say it was like 6 6. Mm-hmm. Or Calgary end up winning, you know, seven six, and you know, in a throwing fashion, the same way. Um, and that game proved to Edmonton they could skate with those guys, right? They could, they could, they could hang with them even if they were behind. I don't know that this was discouraging for Edmonton. I think that this was an encouraging mm-hmm. game for them, uh, and so it, it could produce the the opportunity of them stealing one in Colorado, making this a real series. We'll see, but it should be entertaining, however long it lasts. Oh, I'm sure, but I mean, you know, scoring six goals though. Like you said, it is encouraging for them because Avalanche are technically the better team. Avalanche are the more good, better defensive team. And yet we dropped a six-piece on them and kept them on the ropes for the entire three periods. Like there was no, you know, like you said, eight to one. It was like, oh, wow, we're, we we better score another one here, get a little insurance on this game. I mean, even when the score was 7-3, you never felt like it was over, right? I mean – and oh, that's yeah. the thing. Edmonton was still in this game down quite a few goals. Now, I think if the script was flipped and it was 7-3 Edmonton, I do think the game would be closer to over, even though they're not as good defensively, they're not as good in the goaltending. 
uh, Colorado just plays that style where teams can get back in it if they if they catch some momentum. You know, I, I think Edmonton would have clamped down a little bit better. I could be wrong. We'll, we'll find out. I'm sure Edmonton will have a lead in one of these games. But, uh, yeah, I just never felt this game was over, even down 7-3. Aaron made a great point, and I'll, and then I'll leave it here, yesterday that he was thinking about, like, his best players left list. Who's better, a great goalie or Conor McDavid? I think we're seeing these modern these skaters in this series might be better than a shutdown goalie. It's something interesting to watch. I mean, we're going to get this matchup one way or the other, right? We're going to get a shutdown goalie from the East, and we're going to get one of these high flyers from the West in the finals. And so that question will get you know somewhat answered. Um, the difference is, I think, it's style of play, though. I mean. Darcy yeah. Kemper isn't a shutdown goalie for sure, but Tampa Bay's mentality and, and the, to the to an extent the Rangers too is to clamp down on the defensive side of the ice and Colorado just doesn't play that way. And so, mm. you know, it, it, it is definitely Connor McDavid and McKinnon and all those high scorers, but it's also the way these teams play that is changing and we'll see which one wins out over the long haul. It's, it'll be an interesting final, whichever combination we get. Agreed. Let's see what there. When we come back, we're making our NBA Finals predictions. And also, if Steph does win Finals MVP, what does it do for his legacy? Also, a brand new game, NFL True, False, and Why. We have four questions for me and Sammy. Be right back to the AM Drive on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs, high quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Fanatics.com. The world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com. Officially licensed everything. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or if you're watching on Facebook, like us. If you're on Twitter, follow us. Um, also, do remember that if you want to go and get the best merchandise 
for your favorite leagues, you got to go to MyCanadianDrive.com and do what, Sammy? We got to click the F, my friend. That's right. When you click the F, the entire Fanatic store is at your disposal, which means every team from every team from every league with daily deals is right there at your fingertips. Today's daily deal is 20% off gifts for dad. How about that? Happy June nice. 1st to everybody. And when you clicked that website, the light lit up and illuminated your face in such a way you looked like an angel. Thank you. <laughs> I, I got to be better prepared for that. Um, so, Sammy, let's get to our NBA Finals picks. Um, the goal here is to do the winner, how many games, and the Finals MVP. And you can add the betting aspects of it in there if you want to as well. So why don't you go first? Who wins the NBA Finals between the Celtics or the Warriors? How many games and who wins Finals MVP? I'm going to go with Warriors in seven. Oh, wow. uh, I think this will be a long series, drag out series. And I think the MVP is going to be Clay Thompson. Uh, mm. and to, to go on a, a little bit of a, a soapbox on it, I think the matchup with Marcus Smart is just too difficult for Steph to have huge numbers. I think he'll score. No one can stop him scoring. But I think that matchup makes it very difficult for Steph to have huge games. And I do think because of that, I think Clay can be the guy who steps up and hits big shots. And I really wanted to pick Boston this series. I really did. But at the <laughs> end, I think the Tatum-Draymond Green matchup is very difficult for, for Tatum. And I also feel like, who do I trust to make big shots in tough defensive games? You know, these, these are the top two defensive teams in the league. The games are going to be tight. They're going to be close. They're going to be low scoring. Which side do I trust to hit big shots down the stretch? And the answer just became easy when, when you start looking at who's shooting the ball, right? I just trust Clay and Steph a little bit more. So I think it goes seven. I think Clay is the MVP. I think he's 15 to one, which is good odds for third choice on the Warrior side. I want to first say I love the Clay Thompson pick because Clay, I have a feeling he's going to have a few flurries in this series. And it might be in the, in the series clinching game. He has, has his last flurry. He's very capable of being the, the dagger. Um, So I like that pick a lot. I went with Draymond Green and the Warriors in six. Ooh. I think Boston, I, I, I love their size. I think that is the biggest problem for Golden State. But the size is wonderful. The problem is... Andrew Wiggins just shut down Luka for the most part. And I saw Jason Tatum struggle with Miami's defense a lot of times in the Eastern Conference Finals. I believe Jason Tatum will be an efficient scorer this series. I believe that Marcus Smart, like you said, will him and Steph Curry will have a fun battle. Even though Marcus Smart is technically banged up. And I think Kevon Looney, obviously, with the Celtics bigs will be a problem. I just think Draymond Green. I, I couldn't – I wouldn't be surprised if they give it to Draymond Green. I know the population might be Steph or Jason Tatum. I don't see either one of them coming close to this. So the odds makers made Green the second choice on Golden State side behind Steph. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I consider him highly, but a couple things. Andre Iguodala won it uh, against Cleveland for his shutdown efforts against LeBron. But he also scored quite a bit in that series. I, I want to say he averaged right. 15 points in that series. Typically, the defenders don't get the accolades. And 
Also, Draymond Green has kind of a bad reputation overall, although not all of it's necessarily deserved right now. I don't right. know that guys like that tend to win MVP. The media who paints them as villains don't often then come back and paint them as, you know, as heroes. So I, I do like that pick. I understand it. And I, I know the odds makers have made him kind of a lower choice. Um, mm-hmm. I think if it's not Steph or Clay, I think the next option is probably a guy like Jordan Poole who goes crazy off the bench or Andrew Wiggins, uh, you know, honestly, if, if Boston were to win, I think it's not Tatum either. I think it's Jalen Brown. Agreed. He's also like 10 to one uh, to win. He's the second choice on that side because like you said, you know, Tatum disappeared a little bit in the last series. Jalen Brown has the far easier matchup being put up against, you know, Clay who doesn't put forth the defensive effort he used to and or Steph. Right. And somebody's got to score, right? They're, they're only going to score 106 points a game. Somebody's going to score 30 of them. It could easily be Jalen Brown if it's not Tatum. So are, so are we saying that I actually like that. I, I like I actually like your narrative there. I think well not your narrative, but your observation there. I think that's a good point. If Golden State wins, it's probably Clay getting the better of Jalen Brown with a few flurries. If Boston wins, it's probably Jalen Brown stubbing up for Jason Tatum. I like that. That's I, I mean, I could be completely off, and it could just be superstar world. You know, Jason Tatum's coming out moment. <laughs> I I almost want to guarantee it's not going to be Tatum or Steph. Pick pick the field against those two. I feel the same way. Pick the field because those guys have such tough matchups. People talk about Draymond or Wiggins on Tatum. I don't care which one you throw. He's not getting his. Steph Curry, Marcus Smart. If anybody has seen any NBA Finals, Kyrie Irving could play good defense on Steph Curry in the Finals. Those games slowed down a lot. And I promise you Steph will have a tough time with that. I want to say that I saw a stat in my research last night that said that when Marcus Smart – Guard Steph Curry, the points per game of Golden State went down to something like 85 per 100 uh, attempts, 85 points in 100 possessions, which is incredibly low. Uh, it, it's it screams the series has a lot of under games. Now, I don't know that Smart will get him every possession, mm-hmm. but on the possessions he does, I think you'll see Steph will, will shoot some crazy shots. And you've made the point before that Golden State does turn the ball over a bit. This will just exemplify that problem for them as well. Again, I think they can overcome all of these things and still win a tight series, but I don't think it's because Steph has the the elegant 40-point game with 10 three-pointers, you know, three or four times in a series. I don't think that's that's the narrative they win with. So you're expecting a good series then? I do think these are the top two defensive teams in the NBA. Defense still wins in the NBA. Uh, you know, they, they score their points off of forcing turnovers and bad shots, and so I, I don't – when it gets to a half-court game, I think these this is going to be a, a, slugger, a slugfest. I don't think it's going to be a, a very wide-open, free-flowing, three-point bombing series right. that we've seen Golden State play in the past. I think these teams buckle down and play tough defense and fight for fight for tough shots. So, yeah, I do think it's going to be a good series. I hope it goes the distance, but I wouldn't be shocked if either team wins in six or seven. I think it'll be close. How good, man, is Brad Stevens going to look after getting away from the coaching, after how good he was as a coach? And if he was the title as the GM, hmm. Both these Brad coaches Steve- are excellent. I, I, yes. I give both of them credit. Well, even, even, yeah, even I'm talking about the Brad Stevens aspect of this is, is a pretty big thing for me as well. Absolutely. He's Brad Stevens, front Brad, his, his, uh, his escalation from small, small town coach in a small school all the way to GM of the Celtics is a, is a storybook story. I mean, good for him. He, 
he did a great job as a coach. He's doing a great job as a GM as well. Amen. Steph with the finals MVP. Let's say he does break through and win it. Does what for his legacy? Uh, I, I think he's already considered a top three guard of all time. I, I think he's already a top 10 player mm -hmm. to most people's lists. Uh, I don't know where I would rank him personally. I don't know that it changes it too, too much. Um, I think for the legacy of this core, this, you know, this team, it becomes one of the most dominating teams we've seen in recent, recent time. You know, this is the, what, sixth finals in eight years. <laughs> we have a fourth championship, I mean, fifth championship. I mean, they, they deserve as a group, Tons of crap. I don't know that Steph can move up much higher than being in the top 10 all time uh, where he currently is. And I, I love the guy. I mean, he's been a joy to watch his whole career. Uh, but I don't know that this particular series will, will make any much of a dent in, in, much, in what he shows at the end of his career. Here's one thing I'll say about this. I think people need to look at the Warriors as a whole when looking at Steph Curry. People like to say, well, Steph is the system. No. I think Steph thrives a lot because of what's around him. I'm not saying he's not the best player on that team because he probably is, but I think put him on another team where he just has to control and there is no movement like there is. I, I really firmly believe as great as he has been, you have to look at what's around him. And what's around him is amazing player development, himself included, amazing defense, Amazing guys who are just team first players and a good coach in Steve Kerr. I don't feel like Steph, I think Steph's going to get the, the bulk of the credit, but I don't think he should. I feel like the fans just want to latch on to a player. And really, to me, this is the perfect example of the Spurs. There's a reason why Tim Duncan is not hiring GOAT list, because Tim Duncan was the best player on a really fantastic system. And that's what matters. I mean, you can give a lot of this, this credit to Clay Thompson. I mean, if you look at the, the last eight years, they went to, what, five straight finals. Clay was healthy for all five years. Then Clay misses two years with injuries. They don't make the finals. And, and then Clay comes back and he's back out, and healthy. Yeah. And now they're back in the finals. So uh, yeah, the, the system is, is absolutely fantastic. They've put together a juggernaut there down in, the, in California. Uh, also, I'd like to mention, they their last three drafts, they have lottery pick guys who – Basically, are on their bench, right? Wise is still play. not playing. Right, Kaminga, you know, fills some minutes at the end of games. Moody doesn't play too too much. Um, I think they're going to trade Wiseman. Probably get another piece next year. Um, somebody will want that guy, even though he isn't. Oh, he's incredible. Play. Yeah, he's terrible. Uh, well, he but he's good though. Him. But he's really good though. I don't know that he's good. He doesn't. He doesn't even play well in the G League. But somebody Ooh. will take a shot on the guy with that size and athleticism. Um, so, I mean, this team will just continue to get better until those core guys decide to retire. This is a good team. It's a good franchise. You've lost James Wiseman in the G League? I have not. Have I what? You've lost him in the G League? Uh, I did. I, so, a couple people I follow on YouTube and whatnot posted some videos of how is he doing, you know, when is he coming oh. back. And there's a big theory out there that the Warriors aren't bringing him back to the active roster because they don't want anybody to see him play. If they see him play and he struggles, his trade value goes down. But if he's just rehabbing in the G League and people still remember wow. his potential, his trade value is higher. Now, I don't know that's true. That's a great theory. But he hasn't exactly lit up the G League, and he's certainly healthy enough to play. So does it beg a question, why didn't the Warriors ever bring him back? And uh, they need size. Right, and they need size, exactly. So 
My, hmm. I tend to agree with this theory that he's not that great of a player and they don't want anybody to really see his flaws on the court. Instead, trade for his what, – what he could the bring. Of his ceiling. <laughs> right, his ceiling. Exactly. Well put. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's what the GMs are doing, and it's it's brilliant if they are. They don't need them, obviously. So. Wow. Love to shout those out, Sammy. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Um, I watch a few guys who do that stuff. Like, there's there's a few guys who follow, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff, what's going on. You know, they were talking about, you know, the, the Ball brothers and a couple other guys who are down in the G League who, you know, may make a case for themselves at some point making it into the NBA. You know, Miami is one of those teams. Orlando has lots of guys from the G League. So I try to keep my, my you know, my head down, listen to some of the stuff to know what's going on down there. Little semi-insider action there. I love it. Um, let's play a new game. NFL mm-hmm. True, False, and Why. So I have four questions here. We're going to do this again tomorrow if you're coming back. I'll be here. I'm proud of you. Um, you, you scared me after last week. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do is I'm, we're going to ask questions and we're going to give a, a true or false answer and also a brief why as we wrap it up here for you. The Buccaneers should be a top five Super Bowl contender with Tom Brady back. True or false and why? Uh, true. Mm. They're in the easiest division. I'm a little out of NFL. I haven't really been paying a lot of attention. This is off the top of my head stuff, but – they're in the weakest division. Uh, Tom Brady will continue to thrive in offense after he's seen it multiple years. Uh, they have the best quarterback. They have the best weapons. They have the best defense in that division. So they're easily going to win the division. Once they get to the playoffs, it's a little bit of a crapshoot. But, uh, I mean, I'll take Tom Terrific over most most people in the playoffs, at least for a game or two. So uh, the Rams, I think, are so great. I think Packers fall back a little bit. I think the Bucks are second or third choice to win the NFC. I'm going to go false because the NFL got better. I feel like I do like your points about Tom Brady in a, in a system, the same system. Who loves a study geek and in a system where he keeps on getting better at it, obviously. But I think the NFL around him has gotten so much more competitive. There's a lot of stars on one on like certain teams. So that's why I think they're like the fifth or sixth. I don't know if I can go guaranteed top five. Well, who in the NFC is better? So to get them to the Super Bowl, they have to win the M- NFC. I think you could say the Rams. I don't know if the Packers are better than them anymore. They had the same record last year and lost Devontae Adams. Who, who in the NFC is better than them besides the Rams? Eagles? Are, I mean, I'm not, saying, I'm not going to say the Eagles. I'm just saying, I'm just saying <laughs> the Eagles have a chance, but we don't know yet. That's just all speculation. Uh, that's why that's why I struggle with this, right? All the good teams are in the AFC. The AFC West has probably got the three of the four best teams, but yeah, I'm saying that's what there might be five good teams in the AFC, and, and I, I win the question. So there you go. Yeah, but they can only face one of them. <laughs> I know. They got they got to face one tough team in the NFC and one tough team in the AFC, so that would put them third or fourth, maybe. Yeah, fair enough. True, false, why the Chiefs will not win the AFC West. Uh. I'm going to say false. You know, I know everybody's loving the Chargers. I know that, you know, they, they're the only team that hasn't had an arrest in the last five years. And so, they're you know, people love them for that reason, too. And, God, I just I just get the feeling that Mahomes is better and that that team is better. They have the best coaching staff. They, they retool well. And this is an opportunity for Mahomes to prove himself without Tyreek Hill with a bunch of younger guys, younger players, and be a different type of playmaker. 
I do think San Diego will, or LA will eventually take over <laughs> that division. Uh, I just don't know if it'll be this year. I think Kansas City is still probably the best team in that division, top to bottom on their roster. Sammy, I 100% agree. My thing here was Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have been doing this longer. They have shown us last year they can just literally flip a switch and turn it on in, in midseason. I, even when their defense was struggling. And so I got I agree with you. I think the key here is Mahomes and Andy Reid. Yeah, I mean, and Travis Kelsey, right? They still have the best hookup. Right. I mean, He's the best receiver in the last six years. Right. Um, you know, I, I think you're going to see them re, re, retool their offense a little bit. I think they're going to focus more on the running game. I think they're going to focus on Will Bear. I don't think you're going to see the crazy points. You know, it used to be they were in the red zone as soon as they crossed midfield. I don't think you're going to see that anymore. Uh, but I do think they have the tools to win to win games. And, you know, the Chargers, while good, didn't make the playoffs last year. And the Raiders barely you know, squeaked in. That whole division is really tough. And the Chiefs have a tough schedule. But they're still, they're still the cream of the crop, man. I, until until otherwise, I think they're still the champs of that division. Even the Broncos with Russell Wilson, they don't scare me. You know, the, the Broncos made a great trade. They, you know, they gave up all that capital to get Russell Wilson so they could finish last in that division. It was a fantastic <laughs> idea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Fair enough. I'm true false and why. Baker Mayfield is traded and starts at least one game next year. Uh, I'm going to say, well, it's a, it's a hybrid. I think he does get traded. I don't mm. think he starts a game next year. Mm. Um, I think... The later it goes, the harder it is for a team to implement him into their into their roster. Now you're saying all year, and so he has multiple months to learn playbooks and all and all that stuff. But any place he goes, he's going to be the backup. Then nobody's trading for him to be a starter at this point. And so the only way I think he starts a game is if a guy gets hurt. It's clearly possible, uh, but it's also clearly not possible. So I do think he gets traded, but I, I, I'm going to say that he does not start a game next year. I think. He does the Mitch Trubisky role where he just sits in the back of a, a good quarterback and learns to shut the heck up. And, and suddenly looks good again. Yeah, and then all of a sudden somebody will like want to trade for him because of the potential and, and you know, a year behind Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes or whoever he gets traded to. You know, Don't tell me that now. That would be a good idea. Right, but that's the thing. If he gets traded to Kansas City for, you know, for pennies on the dollar, I don't think he starts a game. And I think he becomes a huge prospect for the following year. So I think – there's a lot of potential for him to still get paid and still be a starter in the league. I don't know that it's going to be next year at all. I 1,000% agree with that point. And finally, true, false, why? Aaron Donald playing for eight years is concerning for NFL players, for, for stars and potential moving forward. This guy literally said, I was planning for playing for eight years no matter what happened. Wow. Yeah. It is, it is a little concerning. I mean, these guys make more money now than ever before, and so their careers are being shortened a little bit by the fact they don't need to work quite as long. Also, injuries being such a major concern in the NFL. Um, I, I wish I would have known that this question was coming. I would have worn my Aaron Donald jersey today. Uh, oh. I hope he gets signed again. I hope he plays. He is an absolute beast and one of the best defenders I've ever seen. You know, This is coming from a guy who saw Warren Sapp play that same position. Uh, and so I hope he continues to play. I hope he plays a long career. Uh, but much respect for him, regardless of what he does. One of the greatest of all time, for sure. He's playing next year, but he said he'd be at peace if he doesn't get a new deal. Ugh. Yeah, and if this is his swan song, I will enjoy watching him uh, oh, yeah. probably get back to the Super Bowl. I mean, the Rams are good. <laughs> the Rams are really good. 
Hey, when I come back, I'm going to talk about that blind. Sammy's got to go. So with that, I'll give you a, an audio, Sammy Samigos. I He'll be back we'll tomorrow. tomorrow. That's right. We'll play another game of NFL True False Fly. Yeah. And, yeah. So thank you so much, Sammy, for joining the show. For hey, I like that segment, man. I know it was coming, but I like it. And I'm uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. Have a great Read night. Read the man. emails. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, Sammy's awesome. Hey, guys, when I come back, I'm talking about, of course, that amazing Aaron Donald fellow and why he only planned to play eight years. Also, WNBA supremacy. Who is clearly going to win the title this year? I watched the game last night. I think I know who. We'll be right back. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs, high quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Fanatics.com the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com. Officially licensed everything. Drive to interact with us at AM Drive TV on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Also, shop every league with daily deals, including 20% off dad gifts today. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the Fanatics logo. Aaron Donald said he would be at peace if he does not have another deal. He also said he planned to play eight years in the NFL the entire time. This is a huge issue if I am an NFL team or a GM moving into the future. I am almost 100% certain Aaron Donald never told the Rams or anybody this. I don't know if he should be obligated to do so, but to me, if I invest my future into you as a very high draft pick, I forget, I don't know if he was number one, but he was up there in terms of draft picks. I would be very concerned 
and my number one guy planned to play just eight seasons. What is the reason for this? Is the reason that the money is just so good? Is the reason that you can get injured? Here's the problem that these young athletes need to understand. The NFL is a brutal sport to play in. For you to, what if Aaron Donald had never won a defensive player of the year? What if he had not won the Super Bowl? How dumb does this look? Because he's great, more people are okay with him not playing ever again. But if this guy had underachieved and stole money for eight years, you have to question his passion and his love of the game. I'm sorry that that may not seem fair or right, but it's just the reality of how things work. What if this was a quarterback who said, I'm only playing eight years, but never told anybody until he until it was his eighth season? That's a serious issue. And the NFL needs to look at that. You have done everything you can to make the game as soft as possible without making it too in touch. And yet some moron like Aaron Donald says, I only played eight years. Why? Like, the, the sports is an entertainment business. And sports is geared toward fans. Like I said before, if Aaron Donald, if Aaron Donald had never won the accolades he has, he has won, people would be furious right now. And that, to me, is a huge problem. Again, I don't know how to fix it, but all this money coming into these guys, Aaron Donald may have just ruined the system for a couple of guys moving forward. Seriously. I'm not saying that because I think Aaron Donald is some terrible human being who lied and, and just is a, is a, is a um, complete sham. But I think Aaron Donald, by doing this, makes people not want to invest $100 million into the next guy. Because if I'm a billionaire owner who wants to still make billions and billions of dollars, and I give away $100 million, this guy only plays eight years, why am I paying him? What is the point of that? I'm giving a big contract to a guy who I can trust and who will be here or at least be in the stinking league. Aaron Donald said I'd be fine if I played eight years. This was before he won anything. That's that's an incredible thing. I know nobody's going to talk about. But the NFL owners are taken aback by what he said. I really do. I would. I know me making the kind of money that I do would question it. Can you imagine all these guys who make all this money are thinking like, wow. This guy just said, screw it after eight years? Mm. It's not good. Might affect the future of other players. The WNBA this season has been well-marketed, and I, I'm not the biggest fan of the ESPN presentation of it all. I know they have like the, the rights to it and all, but I do wish the WNBA would be a little bit better marketing-wise. I know like they're trying to shove it down people's throats and it's warning a little bit, but 
I want to talk about the WNBA for this reason. The WNBA has a clear-cut number one team, and I don't think it's very close at all. Yesterday, the Connecticut Sun played the Las Vegas Aces. The Aces are coached by Becky Hammond. They had two amazing players, Kayla McBride, who can shoot the lights out, and Asia Wilson, who's a dominating forward slash center at her, at her owner team. I, the Aces never looked back in that game. They led by like 10 points the entire time. It was like an eight-point game at halftime. And in the WNBA, that's, that's, a long, that's a lot of points to be up by. I think the Aces right now, they're the clear-cut favorites. You add on top of the fact they have Kayla McBride and Asia Wilson, and then you add in that they have um, Becky Hammond, who's a Greg Popovich disciple. I think the Aces might win the whole I think the Aces will win the whole thing. I'll be shocked if they don't. Um, I don't know who else could, could, can. Like, like, seriously, I don't know what else could happen. What I do know is that I'm out of time for today's show, and I appreciate everyone for coming on the show and just watching, if you did, and supporting us. Tomorrow is Lacrosse Thursday. The PLL starts this Saturday and Sunday. I'll do my best to preview that. After, of course, Sammy leaves tomorrow. But tomorrow also, me and Sammy will have more NFL, true, false, and why. And, of course, NBA Finals Game 1 preview. Um, we'll review Game 1 of the Lightning and the Rangers. It's going to be a fun show tomorrow. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com to check out our sponsors and other great things from, that our show has to offer. For Sammy Action, and Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carvalho saying, drive safe, won't you? Bye.